Welcome to Gain That Tune. going on everybody it's game that tune back in the house again man oh man it's gonna be a crazy night tonight it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan already fucking up on the soundboard say hey space yep and we got david fleming say hey hey and we got jesse moore say hey hey hell yeah man so uh as you can hear by johnny's sound uh, soundboard fuck-ups uh the theme tonight it's games in space. Space! Thank you. Uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, uh, we're going to listen to video game music. We're going to try and guess the, uh, guess the game based on three songs from the game, a little bit of trivia, uh, goof off, have a lot of fun, talk a bunch of mess, and uh, whoever wins picks a theme for the next episode. I won last week, and I blasted us off into space for this week's show. Uh-huh. God damn it. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty great episode, man. Uh, you know, we've done space games before, and uh, it, was, uh, it was a pretty good show. I think there's, uh, I think there's some wide variety. There's, there's much, you know, there's much of the far reaches of space yet to be explored, both uh, metaphorically and, uh, you know, in a, in a video game music listening sense. So uh, I think we're going to have some, uh, some diverse selections, um, or everything's going to sound alike. You know, who knows what's coming? You know, you, n- you never know what's, uh, what's, uh, what's out there. So, Johnny, let's, uh, let's hit it, man. Let's go to, let's go to Space Game 1. All right. Game 1.
some of the code in this game, such as the camera programs, was reused in the game Super Mario 64. some good jams right there mm. all right uh you guys have answers yet oh, i think bro. so yeah i gotta i have an educated guess oh yeah those are usually the best <laughs> it's gonna be a dick okay <laughs> wow 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 we got a we got a hat trick with star fox 2 everyone Star Fox 2, guys, uh, any of you play it? It just came out, like, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, brand new! Star Fox 2! <laughs> new in 2017! So I do love that picture circulating around of the Star Fox 2 development team having a celebration that their game has finally released. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, like, they finally got guys. to have their launch party. Well am, deserved. Uh, <laughs> am I the only one here bes uh, besides Jesse that has an SNES Classic? Oh wait, John's gonna talk about Raspberry Pi. Uh, fine. Am I the only other one here who's played Star Fox Two? <laughs> I yes, I, I played it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I played it briefly. Um, it's interesting and different 
but I think I found it to be a little bit confusing as shit and, like, almost unplayable. Like, I did not know what the hell I was doing in that game. <laughs> so, how much time have you done with it, uh, with there, Jesse? <laughs> um, I beat it recently. And, oh, good. Uh, and, like, it's... Nice. it's uh, one of those games, like, you, you, you have to play it multiple times because it's can be different. Because uh, you get this big open world map, kind of, and you can just fly wherever if you want. And, like, just let missiles hit Corneria and be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's a really <laughs> terrible way to play the game. But when I did beat it, 55% uh, of Corneria had been destroyed. So I think I did okay, you know. Well, while so I was good. fighting Star Wolf, a bunch of missiles that I forgot to uh, blow up uh, <laughs> hit the uh, planet and then so like uh you pick where you want to go and there's like it starts off with uh two starships and then usually he uh, makes a couple planets have missile bases on them and then there's like little fighters that fly around and um so you pretty much direct you and you pick uh two pilots between you know the regular Star Fox crew and then Faye, which I think is a dog, and then Miyu, which is a cat. Those are they're both women. And um, let's see. And they have different ships, which is cool. Like like Falco and Fox have the typical R wing. Uh, Slippy and Peppy have this like more like a bomber looking ship. And then uh, Miyu and Faye have this uh, like really like quick looking fighter like ship. And um, there's like missions where you can uh, switch your uh, R-wing into a, like a little like walker thing, and those yeah. missions are really cool too. Like, and like each time you like fight stuff or do like a mission, I'd say the most you're probably gonna play is maybe three minutes, maybe, and that's if you're you're bad. Um, hmm. I found the game pretty e easy, actually. Like, I'd say what you're trying to do is try to get faster and faster beating it, and you know just get better at it. It's like one of those score attack kind of games. Um, That's Star Fox, alright. Yeah. Uh, my my Probably my one complaint is uh, you do get the charge blast, however it doesn't lock on, so you have to have really incredible accuracy to hit stuff. Like, mm. if you're fighting Pigma, you're probably not going to hit Pigma with your charge blast. So just, <laughs> just forget it, you know? And this is the first game where Star Fox and stuff uh, showed up. So, uh... Star Wolf? Yeah, Star Wolf. Yes, yeah. <laughs> not like, Star Fox. It's the, first... the first Star Fox game was Star Fox. <laughs> it is? <laughs> the first um, game was really yeah. weird. Traveling space magic. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just had a hard time figuring out what the hell was going on. Like, there's... It's like the first person sections, like, you know... You can but it's... switch the camera. Because I switched See? it back to third person. I was like, fuck Some, this mess. If I wanted to play first someone person, needed to definitely else. put that like right up front because I did not know you could switch the camera. <laughs> like, I had no idea what was going on. It was tough to uh, tough to play, but like, you know, didn't they do some like attempt at doing like kind of the open range, like the all range stages from like Star Fox sixty four? Like, there's guys you know swirling around you and stuff. Like, yeah, there's a lot of levels like that. Yeah. Those were tough for me. <laughs> there, it's really cool. There's like a lot of, uh, like I like the battleship areas because you, you fly around, shoot some like little ships, and then you fly inside of the starship. Um, the Andros fight was pretty weird, um, but it was a, a great game. I mean, not great. <laughs> it was good. Like, I would say that 
it being on the SNES Classic, like, I can't think of a game that I would replace it with, just because of the experience it offers. Because, like, you know, you have all your other RPGs and stuff, and I'm sure you could technically find a better game, but sure. not a game that would be Star Fox 2, if, if you know what I mean, like how it plays, you know. Yeah, no, that that's true. It is definitely a unique game. And uh, and it was a fun selling point for the SNES Classic, because, come on, like, unreleased game from, you know, 22 years ago? Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty cool of Nintendo to even consider doing that. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still wonder how they worked out the licensing on that. Like, who even owns the rights to Star Fox 2 anymore? Because I know the original Nintendo. Star Fox was developed not by Nintendo, but by Argonaut Studios. And I think they went under a long time ago, you know, and so that that's probably a mess to get straightened out. Because that's, that's something that I found interesting is that the original Star Fox hadn't been released on any kind of virtual console or anything up until this point. And I've, I always assumed it was the licensing issue. Um, See, I thought it was a tech issue because it used the Super FX chip, and they couldn't like properly well replicate the Super FX chip because that's why um, Yoshi's Island was like never on Virtual Console. Well, it could be a tech issue. It, it could be that, or it could be a little bit of both. Like, because people have been able to emulate those chips for a long time, but it could be that maybe since Argonaut probably owns the patent to them, right? Like, maybe they had the technical ability, but couldn't do it, mm. you know? Like, a little bit yeah, of that's both, the thing. you know what I mean? Yeah, Argonaut didn't just, like, do Star Fox. They fucking developed the Super FX chip. So, you know, maybe they really did have <laughs> some kind of licensing issue. Like, yeah, we we know exactly how to, you know, emulate that chip. Yeah, but, like, you've been able to emulate the Super FX chips on PCs for forever. Like, and a lot of that code out there is licensed so that... If Nintendo wanted, they could, like, just pay a fee to the guy that wrote the, you know, code and, and use it. Um, mm. But, again, like, it was probably a patent, you know, sometimes there's, it's, even though the code exists, like, it's not okay for them to use it kind of thing, you know? But, right. I don't know. And then, speaking of Super FX chip, though, something I'm wondering is, the original Star Fox, you know, on the Super Nintendo ran at, like, 8 frames a second... How does it run on the Super NES Classic? Like, does it run better, or does it run about the same as it did on a real Super Nintendo? It runs about the same as it did, man. It's, uh, yeah, I love Star Fox, and the original one is fun, but it has aged horribly. <laughs> like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very, chuggy. it's not, it's not the most playable game anymore. Like, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Still Star fun. Fox still love it. It's nostalgic as shit. play a lot better. Star Fox yeah. 1 on the SNES Mini. Yeah, my other theory on Star Fox 2 is that it was supposed to be released in 1996, and they decided they didn't give a shit and moved on to the Nintendo 64. That, yeah, that I'm going to go with that 95%. <laughs> like, that's got to be almost the entire reason. But it's, it's really cool they finally put it out, because it you know, it's kind of a nice fan service uh, moment. You know, like Jesse said, it's you know they're they're probably better games that could have uh, taken that spot in the SNES Classic, but like that's really cool that they uh, that they did that. So yeah, it's dope and it's got a good soundtrack and it's you know it's a weird weird 1996 Star Fox game, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, where uh, you know where's the Star Fox series go from here? Like. <laughs> um, I need, you know, I need I mean, some Star Fox in my life. 
if we're if we're going to go off of like Nintendo's history, the Star Fox series is going to remake Star Fox 64 again. True. Yeah, that'd be a. Uh... I mean, I hate to say acceptable because yeah, it's it's pretty lazy on their part. But I love Star Fox 64 so much. I'll take it every way they want to give it to me. I'm aware of what I just said. Um, yeah, you know, maybe we can get a Star Fox Adventures remake. Like, uh, you know, does anybody want to revisit Dinosaur Planet, or is that just me? <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Star Fox Command continue on. Maybe not the like strategy aspect, but like seeing the actual story. What's the word I'm looking for? Continue. Mm. That would be a nice change of pace. <laughs> yep. You know, I would even take the story and like gameplay of Star Fox Zero, make it playable, and release that. <laughs> like, you know, Isn't there the was... story of Star Fox Zero just Star Fox 64 again? Uh, with portals. You know, there's, oh, well, uh, well, you know ooh, it's ooh. complicated, bro. <laughs> there's a lot more portals. You never know where you're going to end up in these wacky ships. And uh, and also they added the chicken feature from uh, Star Fox 2. So it's dope. And yeah, make it playable and I'll play it again. <laughs> Which, um, um, I do want to take a brief tangent. Um, I never played Star Fox Zero, but I did watch other people play it. And what bullshit is it that... Um, the R-Wing turns into an odd, like, chicken walker-type mech vehicle, and the the wolf ship turns into an actual, like, robot wolf. That's yeah. so much better. <laughs> yep, you know, uh, the Star, Star Wolf team is way fucking cooler than the Star Fox team. It's made very clear in that game. <laughs> like, we're bad, so we're gonna have, you know, really cool-ass shit. Like, you know, you really, uh... Really kind of want, want me to root for you, aren't you? Like you guys get you guys get wolf ships. <laughs> like, ooh, you know, it's the it's the guys you you know, love to hate. But I don't know. You know, hopefully uh, hopefully Nintendo keeps Star Fox going in some worthwhile way. But you know, we'll just wait for Star Fox 64 on Switch. That'll also be good. So uh, awesome pick, Jesse. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I thought it would be appropriate. Good music. Hell yeah. You know, get that SNES classic on the show every week. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what do we got coming next? Game 2.
All right, guys. So a little hint for this. This is the... Um, hold on, where's that guy's name? There it is. This is the first game in the series where you can play as Kyle Katarn. Sorry, you said this is the first game where you can or cannot? Can. Okay. There is no try. <laughs> can Damn. or cannot. Sorry. No, that was good, man. Yeah. Subtle. <laughs> also a bonus hint. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well. Although I didn't think Lord of the Rings happened in space, but what do I know? <laughs> space. Let's uh, let's see some answers. We've got Star Wars: Dark Forces, Star Wars: Dark Forces, and John is incorrect. Star Wars: Jedi Knight. This is Star Wars: Dark Forces. It did not get the Jedi Knight uh, moniker until Game Two. Star Wars: Jedi Knight: Dark Forces Two. That's when you get a lightsaber. Yeah, and this game you just have blasters and stuff. This game is still like, cool. Yeah, it's it feels very different than the other games. <laughs> so, am, am I looking at this correctly? Is this just Star Wars but Doom? <laughs> Basically, it's and it's great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're just running around blasting the shit out of people in a Star Wars universe. Like, I don't know what else you want out of a game. Um, it's actually got some upgrades over. Doom. I mean, when you watch it, it is very clearly based on the Doom engine, um, but it's actually it actually has uh, like effects that the Doom engine wasn't able to do in terms of um, like there's a lava room that has a reddish haze through the whole room, things like that, and um, it also has the ability in Doom the maps there's no, you can't have a platform on top of another platform it's actually not possible in this game you can do that like it's a little bit more actually 3d and you can actually look up and down you can look up and down in the original doom so it's it's pretty cool it's got some upgrades going on there compared to og doom but <laughs> jesse's supposed to have his lightsaber but as you play it like the sound effects are doom <laughs> like, <laughs> like get a power up doom sound effects <laughs> hmm but again, and, uh, no lightsabers. 
No lightsabers. It does no, have but some you can shoot the scenes. fuck out of stormtroopers, and it looks great. Yeah. Like I played this game recently, and it be even though it's a Doom game, it still looks really good for like like the animations of the stormtroopers and stuff is very impressive for that type of game. I think it's because LucasArts was involved with it, and it was back when LucasArts, you know, cared more, right? You know, because you gotta remember, this is 1995. Like, there weren't any new Star Wars movies out yet. You're selling this game to, like, hardcore nerds, you know? Yeah, book readers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these games only got better. Like, the Dark, the Dark Forces 2, that game was amazing with the live-action cutscenes and stuff. Oh. And uh, then Outcast. Oh, that was the reason I bought a computer was for Jedi Outcast. <laughs> and then Academy is pretty good too. But so yeah. Jedi Outcast was that the one uh, that takes place in Atlanta and it's like uh, hip hop based? Yeah, and you can cut uh, people's uh, arms off. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All I want is for a game to feature a breakdancing competition with Darth Vader. Is that so much to ask? I feel like he wouldn't be great at breakdancing because you know he, he's kind of stiff with his you know how he, with his movements. His, cause his, yeah, yeah, but I kind of feel like his stuff. robot parts would give him an advantage because he can go like all mechanical. Like he can literally hold himself up with one hand. I yeah. feel like ever. he's not built to do that. Like I feel yeah. like the emperor wanted to make him very cumbersome. And, you know, to just fuel his hatred because he's like, man, I can't break dance. I'm even more angry, you know? Ooh. Or maybe the Emperor built him to be very good at break dancing. Like, the Emperor was looking at the schematic saying, like, well, I want him to be a good fighter, but I don't want him to be so good that he'll try to overthrow me. What if he's a decent fighter, but a great break dancer? Now, here's a question. Now that Disney owns Star Wars and Marvel, you know, Darth Vader. He's you know kind of alive, but he's mostly machine. You know, he's kind of a mechanical organism. Could they possibly bring him into phase like six or seven of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and have Darth Vader play Modok? Like, I mean, technically, with the Infinity Gauntlet, you can do whatever the hell you want. Reality so, Jim, yes. baby. <laughs> Oh, dude. See, I'm just imagining, like, Modok trying to make a new suit of armor, and he just makes a giant Darth Vader helmet, but yes. still keeps, like, everything tiny. Yes. Also that. <laughs> uh, he's just got tiny little lightsabers for legs and arms. Um, that's obviously all, you know, possible to find out about in, looks at screen, Star Wars Dark Forces. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is just Doom with Star Wars? I wouldn't say just Doom with Star Wars. I would say Doom with Star Wars. Um, okay. <laughs> Maybe no, like Doom said, 2 with Star Wars? Thanks, thanks for clarifying that, John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's not you know, add any unnecessary qualifiers like just. Uh, <laughs> like I said, um, this, this came out back when Star Wars was a little more on the fringes. So I think in order to sell the game, you had to make sure it was actually a really good game. Like you couldn't just put Star Wars on it. And expected to sell a million copies. He had to actually make put effort into it. Um, that makes and sense. It shows it's a great game. Yeah. Man, it'd be great if they put out like a 
like some weird version of like the holiday special as a game, like a point and click adventure or like a shooter game where you have to shoot your way through the Star Wars holiday special and then <laughs> it's just the worst idea ever like uh, no, obviously it's got to be a Star Wars minigame collection where every game is a different like scene from the holiday special yeah. like you have yeah. a rhythm game based off of Chewbacca's family yelling at each other Mm-hmm. here is like all it. my money you know, uh, a cooking mama game with, uh, what's his name, Roger Corman as an alien. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, just no, like- I take it back. The, um, the, the Chewbacca yelling scene has got to be like a Phoenix Wright-style adventure game. The rhythm game has to be for a Car- um, Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia's, like, <laughs> drunken life day song. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, Don't forget and, uh, the B. Arthur uh, Cantina scene. <laughs> and there's basically just like a scene with uh, no no object to the game. It's just like the Super Mario 64 opening where you can stretch his face, but you're applying the makeup to Mark Hamill's disfigured face. Um, <laughs> it's it would be fucking awesome. Somebody really needs to work on this. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know, man. Uh, this game, uh, yeah, looks cool. Looks really blocky and Star Warsy. Looks uh, looks like a lot of fun for 1995. Yeah, Alex in the chat has a good idea. What if it was Doom 2016 with Star Wars? Dude, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just metal-ass I feel Star like most Wars. Things, most things would be better if you applied either Star Wars or Doom. Like, yeah. two words or four words, Doom 2016, Sarlacc Pit. I feel like that would be a great level. You're inside the Sarlacc, fighting your way out. It's all kinds of gooey and drippy and gross, and you're ripping things apart, you know, Doom style. You like play really... as Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Or Boba oh Fett's the God. boss. <laughs> Some Boba yeah, that's true. How come, these like, people? Of, of all the Star Wars games and spinoffs they've made, how come they've never made a first-person shooter with Boba Fett? That seems like a no-brainer. There was a third-person to... Jango Fett one that was pretty good. <laughs> was there that sounds on GameCube it was actually really cool because you like go on (laughs) bounties and stuff and and kill people and and you're Django Fett and you got the dual blasters and I'm not I'm not sure if they got Tamora Morrison to do the voice or not (laughs) sure Um, they did (laughs) I would hope they did either that or they got the Clone Wars guy because he's pretty Mm. good too awesome yeah, they should make more, uh, you know, more extended universe stuff, especially if they're going to do it Doom 2016 style and fucking add, like, a Mick Gordon soundtrack and a bunch of fucking blood and viscera all over the place. It'd be fucking great. You know, like, they should have done that, frankly, as a tie-in to what's the fucking uh, Star Wars story? Rogue One. You know, that movie <laughs> was all about the horrors of Star Wars. It was the war movie. Like, make a fucking game where you're on, you know, whatever the beach planet is, just fucking rip it and tearing dudes apart like it's uh that's a no-brainer so thanks alex oh, that would be amazing if in this like doom star wars game the final boss is just an at at oh dude you know but made of flesh so <laughs> you get to just tear jeez <laughs> an organic at at jeez basically a giant elephant that's what you want to fight. Yeah, Please but with guys me. inside of it and you know, all kinds of crazy crap. It's, it fires lasers and there's men <laughs> riding in its stomach. The yeah. <laughs> AT-AT just walks out, kill me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Star Wars gets a lot worse if you replace all the robots with uh, with animals. So let's, uh, let's move on from that horrifying image and uh, check out Game 3. Real quick, just... 
super side note I found interesting is George Lucas was apparently not okay with uh, Star the original Star Wars Dark Forces because uh, at, at one point you wind up shooting Imperial officers and he's like no like I, ha I want you to do I made the stormtroopers look not that human so when they get shot it's not like you're shooting people but like you're shooting people in this one but then apparently he played mm. it and really got into it and was okay with it interesting game three <laughs>
So this is our fan request, which comes to us from Super Fan Tier Patreon backer Alex Messenger. And trivia for this game, despite the main character being a sexy green alien woman, the main character speaks French. And if you listen to her dialogue and translate it, it reveals the twist ending of the game. Anybody have any ideas? Oh, yeah. Thought that was going somewhere else, but here we are. Yeah, I, I a... don't know if it'll help, but this was the second time that the DS eyewear service has been mentioned on this show. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm the only one showing a card right now. How embarrassing well, you gotta, us. well, you gotta give other people time to, like, copy your answers. <laughs> so, uh, John and John both say Mighty Milky Way, while Jesse has a drawing of a penis. Judges? We will also give a point to Jesse. Yes! Alright. Sweet. It's a way it was a very game. rocket-shaped penis, and that applies to the theme, so... That's yeah, what I was going Spice. for, space penis. Sure. Yeah. And it's a way forward game, so there's a bunch of big-titty chicks all over the place for you to beat off to. So yeah, Jesse, <laughs> whip it out, pal. Actually, generally, yeah. way forward games have big-hipped girls, not so much big-titty girls. Fine. Jiggly-tittied girls. I stand by my assessment of, uh, I don't like way forward. They're not necessarily really? You don't uh, like Way Forward? I didn't know that. Their games are okay. Yeah. I think they're a little overhyped, and I think they, uh, they, you know, I don't know, draw their women in very strangely objectified ways. I find it kind of gross. I Did they do the new Blaster Master? Uh, no, that was in team. Yeah, and it was okay. good. <laughs> that game was sweet. Yeah. Anyway, Mighty Milky Way. Sexy Alien. Go for it, David. Sorry, I was sitting there, I was like, ah. Do I want to sit here and argue the merits of WayForward tonight? No, I'm going to discuss Mighty Milky Way. Thank you. So, Mighty Milky Way, has anybody played it? I have not. Nope. 
and I'm getting a blank stare from Jesse, so I'm guessing that's a no. Uh, this game is actually really cool. It's basically a puzzle game. Uh, the whole game you star as this little green alien girl named Luna, and she constantly runs around planets, and you can make her jump. Yes, thank you, John. You can make her jump uh, from planet to planet, but as she jumps, it will destroy the planet that she's on. And you get the ability to collect candy, which builds small planets. So you can make planets for her to land on and from there, like, eventually get to the exit. But you can also create planets that will affect her gravity. So if you jump straight up and are jumping, you can put a planet, like, off to her side that will curve her to the right. So you can get to, like, an exit that way. It's, it's kind of a hard game to describe, but it is very fun. Um... It's really hard to talk about this game without talking about the twist ending. Does anybody care if I spoil it? How old is the game? Um, the game came out on the DS iWare, so I'm guessing at least, like, six or seven years. Uh, it's coming, it'll be seven years old, uh, on May 9th. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're good. So, you're, you're going from world to world, level to level, and there's no real boss, the, the last level of every single world is there's a giant cyborg T-Rex that's hunting you down and, like, destroying planets, chasing after you. So you're trying to avoid it and everything. So finally, you get to the end of the last world, you clear past it, T-Rex doesn't get you, and then there's one last section where you're jumping from, like, small gray worlds, and then finally the last planet you land on is this blue and green planet. And you jump off it, and it explodes, and then it says, Congratul- The game literally, the end message is, Congratulations, you helped Luna achieve her ultimate mission, Destroy the Earth. And you discover that you've been playing the villain the entire time, and the T-Rex has been trying to stop you from destroying the universe, but you succeed, and you blow up the Earth. Nice. <laughs> wow. What a twist! So she she speaks. Oh, I forgot to pull it up. Uh, French. Like I said, she uh, she speaks French. And that explains it. Oh yeah. The way- so what, the French are just inherently evil. It's like yeah. Super Cheesy. Mario Galaxy. I destroying aliens. <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy plus Katamari plus I Am Legend. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I've pulled up the list here because. When she speaks, she pronounces everything in just this, like, very cute, adorable little way. And you're like, oh, whatever, they they made her French. That's, yeah, that's fun, whatever, and everything. But the phrases that she speaks, uh, for example, she says, Et maintenant la futilité. It's like, mm. ah, which means, and futility. now, futility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of makes sense. What else is... That's what else is oh uh, this is a really good one she says et pu l'on fait apologies for my pronunciation et pu l'on fait à un bouche de mondes et noir which means and the universe has one less mouth to feed mm. like yeah she is a terrible horrible creature and you play as her the entire way hmm. so it's like Super Weird. Mario Galaxy crossed with Katamari crossed, crossed with I Am Legend crossed with Breathless or uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Yes. Which again is really weird because it's it's part of the like 
the Mighty games. So you got Mighty Flip Champs, Mighty Milky Way, and then Mighty Switch Force. Which the other games are perfectly normal. You star as, you know, these cute girls, and you're going through adventures and everything, and you're the hero, and you're trying to escape or save people. And then there's this game, where you're destroying the universe, and doing everything you can to murder people. So, It'd be I great if that was a recurring twist for their games, if you always played as somebody who had the wrong motive, like... Mighty, uh, Mighty Switch Force, you're actually trying to kill as many civilians as possible. Uh, you know, uh, Mighty uh, Switch Force 2, you're a firefighter, you just don't even put out the fires. You know, you just take it's just as a long. firefighter. It's like Fahrenheit 451, you just have a flamethrower and you're setting fire to things. Yeah, or you just try and, like, do the pipe puzzles and have the water just pool up near the fire. <laughs> you're just kind of a dick. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Jesse, you had a question? I was wondering if it was called Mighty Milky Way, if it was uh, due to what uh, John was referencing earlier, or because it takes place in the Milky Way. I'm going to go with in the Milky Way and not what John was referencing. The Mighty series? Well, Mighty Milky Way. Yeah. Right. He's making a penis joke. Oh, Wait, okay. Was I? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. Uh -oh. I thought I you were talking about you like a... have two penises hanging off your chest. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about milking like jerking off. <laughs> no, uh, what? Yeah, that's what we're. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Windows. What into show are you listening to, dude? <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking that, but now I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. Yeah. Mighty, Mighty Milky, Milky off. It'd be funny if yeah, they were sitting around like you know, just kicking around ideas, and some guys just sitting there like with the words "Mighty Milky" on a piece of paper. Like, what do we call this game, man? Like, <laughs> gotta fill in that last blank. Hmm. There's no way we can do. It. Wait a minute. I got it. Tits. No <laughs> way. It's the. It's a space game. Let's make it a space game. Change all those boobs into planets. We can't have her jumping around from boob to boob anymore. Make them planets. <laughs> We're gonna sell a couple of copies of this. I I would play this shit out of a boob hopping game. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Just a very unapologetic. Like, nope, this is what you're doing. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, isn't that yeah, basically Catherine? <laughs> That's the tagline on the back of the box. This is what you're doing. <laughs> It comes with a little privacy screen to put around your DS for when you want to play on the bus. <laughs> it comes with a lock this for your room. <laughs> uh, yep, that's uh, that's really something. But no, this game, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm interested in the Mighty series to an extent, but like uh, I'm interested to see it come back because they seem like they're fun little you know downloadable platform fun puzzle games. And, you know, we, uh, I guess we're getting a resurgence and stuff like that, though. There's plenty of, uh, like, retro-style platformers now, so maybe this, uh, maybe this was kind of ushering something in. I don't know. Uh, is this that I like related is... to Mighty Final Fight? It'd be cool if it were. No, but now I wish that every way forward game had Mike Hager in it. Yeah, like a super deformed chibi Mike Hager. <laughs> like, that would be a perfect judge. inclusion. <laughs> I mean, basically, I just wish that every game had Mike Hager in it. Yeah, yeah. You could finish every level with some kind of suplex. Or if, like, Mighty Switch Force, you were a cop and your boss was Mayor Mike Hagar. <laughs> like, that'd be pretty great. <laughs> like, 
that's the crossover that we need to have. Yeah. Just, you know, Patricia Wagon goes into her office like, all right, I've saved the day. And then it's just Mike Hager like, nope, yeah. there's a building on fire. You're a firefighter now. Yeah, your arrest rate was shit. I'm transferring you. You're a firefighter now. Get your ass out of my office or I hit you with a lariat. Okay, goddamn. <laughs> Puts on the fire helmet. That's it. Turn in your badge, turn in your gun. Here's a lead pipe. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here's a rotisserie chicken. Uh, I found it in the trash. (laughs) I found it in a box. (laughs) I punched open a crate. It had some rotisserie chicken. Take this with you. It's your pension. You're fired. (laughs) Where did you get this rotisserie chicken? So I kicked open an oil barrel. Yeah. Long story. I was in the underground wrestling club. And (laughs) I have to kick open an oil drum. Found rotisserie chicken inside. I thought, you know, my robot firefighting cop might like that. I'm going to save it for her. You know, don't say Mike Hagar never looked out for anybody. Uh, Poor guy was a cop. Anyway. Like Mike Hagar 2020. Poor guy was a cop for 30 years, and his pretension was a single rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I love like it. $6, Not a gold right? watch, just a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> uh, get your ass out of here. Uh, fuck yeah. So, anyway, cool game, cool soundtrack. Jake Kaufman, obviously. Um, yes. Good tunes, worth listening to as always from uh, from old Bert. So, uh, Johnny, let's uh, let's keep it moving, man. What do we got coming up next? Game four.
All right. So, this game was the missing link in a long-running series because it was not released in America prior to its inclusion in a 2006 collection on the PSP and its subsequent release on the Wii Virtual Console in 2008. There's a lot of games in this series and its related series is. These guys hmm. sure know how to milk something for all the money it's worth and run it into the fucking ground. And then fuck everybody over and make you hate them. You said it does sound like a Capcom game. Ooh, you're close. Alright, um... Look to the chat. Or don't. Oh. I think it's in there. Dang it. They're close. They're real close. I got, oh, I well, got an answer shit. in my gun. Hold on. Hold on. Because I had a guess, and then I looked at the chat and said, Alright, great! All the chat's real close. Well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. They sound a lot fucking like... The chat is guessing Life Force. Uh, David's also guessing Life Force. John says Bio-Miracle... Uh, something. And I don't know. Jesse, zoom in. What do you got? Uh, Section Z. <laughs> Section Z. Oh, I thought that was a two, and I thought the word above it was Gradius. It's it's a Gradius two. Yeah, never released in America, which makes no sense. Like it, they waited until two thousand motherfucking six to put this on a PSP collection, you know, and then you could download it on the Wii Virtual Console. It was a nine hundred point download for a game from nineteen eighty eight for the NES. I mean. Or excuse me, the Famicom, because it wasn't uh, released in America. <laughs> like, why would Konami not put this out in America? This was a no-brainer. Like, did Americans just not like awesome shoot-'em-ups? Like, did Konami not like making easy money? <laughs> like, oh, nobody likes easy money. Yeah, they not work for their money. Right. You know, Konami likes their <laughs> their hard money. Um. But yeah, uh, you guys ever play uh, Gradius, Gradius, however you want to pronounce it? Any of these games? I have not. I think so. I, ha I have played... I haven't played two, but I have played some of the Gradius games. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I've definitely played three on the SNES, and uh, 
probably briefly one. But, uh, you know, this one, uh, it looks really cool. And it's, it just makes no sense to me that they wouldn't release it in America. You know, I was looking up stuff about it. And it seems like Konami was just into making big mistakes about this back then. Because they also, they had an anime that was related to, like, this and Life Force and Salamander. All of which are, like, spin-offs of the same, like, Gradius universe. And they didn't release it in America. <laughs> like... They, you know, I'd they were making the shit out of that. Fuck that yeah, dude! Awesome. They were making an '80s ass anime about people flying ships through fucking, you know, awesome like sun-filled stars and fighting space dragons, and like they didn't release it in America. And it's like, uh, dude, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I, wa- I was watching a little bit of that anime last night, and it's like a guy flew down the dragon's mouth to sacrifice himself to save the world from the dragon, like. The dragon fucking, like, exploded with laser blasts. Um, why wasn't this released in America? Like, young me would have freaked the fuck out about this. Are the ships cool? Um, the ships are super cool. Like, what's not cool about fucking a ship with a name and it's no, it's not clear who the pilot is? Uh, do we all know who the, uh, the ship in the Gradius series is? Is it Vic Viper? It is Vic Viper. And that's the I ship. I thought that no. was the name of the pilot. No, it's the ship. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows who pilots the Vic Viper. <laughs> it's dope. Um, okay, seriously? Like, because Vic Viper sounds like the most sci-fi pilot name ever. But it also sounds like a pretty cool ship name. <laughs> I mean, am I right? Like, it works for both. Uh, and I think also they tried to have some kind of VV connection because uh, in Europe, this was called Vulcan Venture. And, you know, it's like, dude, it would have been pretty cool if they started calling these games, like, double V things. Like, Vic Viper in Vulcan Venture. Vic Viper in Victorious, uh, Victory. Uh, guys, help me out here. Give me some double V video game names. <laughs> Vic Viper in Voluminous Vacuum. Yeah, see? <laughs> Vic Viper in Very Violent. Uh-huh, John? Vic Viper in Voluptuous Vixens. <laughs> yeah, now that I want to play that, that game. I'm into. <laughs> That's a way forward game. Um, but no, they uh, they just stuck with the Gradius series, which was cool. And then eventually, uh, Vic Viper became like a sentient being in the Parodius series, um, which was like I was just saying because I have played a Parodius game, and yeah. those games are fucking nuts. Yeah, you're playing as Vic Viper, but he's become like sentient. <laughs> so it's. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, Konami's done so many things with this series, it made no sense for them to not release this in America. Like, the more I'm, like, looking at the series, it's like, wait a minute. Gradius 2 never came out here? Like, Gradius 3 was a fucking SNES launch title. Like, that must have confused uh, American consumers. Like, what's wrong with them? But, eh, it's Konami. They kind of suck. Um... Well, they're not the only yes, ones but. to do that. Uh, a lot of people got very confused when Final Fantasy VII came out. Like, hmm, t- I feel like there's four games yeah. missing here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're missing a few of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game's actually pretty cool. Uh, you know, it's a it's standard shoot 'em up, scrolling levels. And, you know, I was only able to really, you know, watch stuff for the first uh, level or so of this. I, I, you know, skipped around a little bit, watched stuff from the rest of the game. But the first level really sticks with it. This game gets crazy right off the bat. Like, you know, you select your uh, select your set of weapons and shields and stuff, and then, you know, you're, like, it starts out, and it's just your nice scrolling level, you're fighting the little pattern-moving guys, and then, like, within just a few seconds, you start fighting space dragons that are flying out of giant suns, 
you have to fly through like roughly I'm I'm going rough estimate like 30 suns like you know tight corners with like tight little corridors with like solar flares flying over you and fucking dragons flying all over the place like this game gets fucking insane right off the bat and I love it and then the boss of the first level looks like a giant pigeon but he's on fire in space so like Um, yes yeah giant flaming space pigeon is a very excellent way to start this game um but yeah and then I mean it only gets weirder from there you have to fight like giant skulls and crazy ships with like flailing tentacle things and moai heads like uh you fight there's a level where it's the, the boss is three easter island heads and they're all spitting smaller Easter Island heads. Well, where do you like, think they came from? I, Space. Exactly. Space. Obviously. But, on, yeah. I'm surprised that you're thrown off by the Moai heads, considering that you're on record as enjoying Konami Crazy Racers, where oh, one of the racers is a Moai head. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know of it. It just it doesn't make it any more... Like, it doesn't make it make more sense when you're, like, watching this game. It's like, so wait a minute, why is the whole level Moai heads? And they're, like, shooting lasers, and then the boss, they're spitting tiny Moai heads? Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, it reminds me of, um, so, in Skullgirls, one of the characters is Double, who's a giant, like, shape-shifting eldritch horror monster who yeah. changes into all the other characters so her ultimate level five attack is she changes into a moai head from gradius and like nice. all of the attacks will have her spit out the little like energy projectiles from gradius yeah. so they were interviewing one of the guy who programmed it's like yeah why did you do this like i don't know i like gradius i always thought it'd be kind of fun to control a moai head so i thought <laughs> hey, let's put it in the game why not yeah fuck it yeah <laughs> but yeah you know that, it's just that's the other thing, man. Like, it makes me wonder, like, if Konami is just, like, schizophrenic and insane as a company. Like, why did they think that Konami Crazy Racers was this, like, good idea? Like, you know, you, you put together a launch game for the Game Boy Advance featuring Konami characters. And you don't go with any of your, like, S-tier characters. You know, you go with all the weird background characters from your games. Like, people fucking, you know, really were clamoring to have a racing game where you're playing as Dracula, not Belmont. Where you're playing as Cyborg Ninja, not Solid Snake. Where you're playing as a fucking Moai head from Gradius. <laughs> like, it just, I, you know, where you're playing as, uh, like, the little, you know, chibi character from, like, Poppin' Music. Uh, like, and, you know, and I'll give you Goemon. Goemon's cool. <laughs> and, you know, I would have been cool with him being in a lot more things. I'm not gonna, not gonna shit on Goemon. But, like... What were they thinking with that? Like, why? <laughs> why? Although, although, as I don't much, know. As much as Dracula can... racing sounds amazing. Yeah, David. As I say, props to Konami. As much as we can shit on them, in Super Bomberman R, they added free characters, and one of them is Vic Viper as a Bomberman, and it's okay. pretty fucking great. See, no, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with it. But uh, still, you know, the, the things that Konami does just confuse me and it seems that they've been doing that their entire existence <laughs> like let's not release this uh, you know easy layup you know follow up to our popular shooter game in America okay you know let's fucking put you know <laughs> the characters from that game the crazy moai heads in our racing game you know whatever fucking like 13 years later like you know let's make a patchy slot machine out of gradius why not <laughs> like <laughs> 
Let's just fucking do things that make no sense. That's that's just the Konami code, I think. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I've heard something about a Konami code, and it seems to just be ins- it's like an ethical code, but they're insane. Um, but yeah, uh, Great East is cool. Uh, the game's cool. Shoot 'em up. Really tough, but it's worth the play because you get to fight giant, crazy skulls and space pigeons and uh, use awesome Moa weapons heads. and Moa heads. You know, Moa heads that barf other Moa heads at you. So, you know, um, yeah, really, really fucking something. And uh, you know, if they ever get around to it, let's get a let's get a new version of that anime. Let's get that Life Force Salamander Gradius anime. But uh, yeah, in the meantime. Let's, uh, let's blast off to game five. Johnny, what do we got? Game five.
I have two pieces of trivia, in case anyone needs to. Number one, this is the only game in this series that can be completed with 0% of the items collected, as only the upgrades count towards the percentage and not the base power-ups themselves. Does everyone have answers? Guesses? Does anyone want the second piece of trivia? Oh, please, God. So this was the fourth game released in this series. But despite that, in the series' story, this is the final game. Hmm. Hmm. Johnny, you struggling? Um, I got an idea. So, uh, Jesse says Final Space 4, which is incorrect, but good. Uh, John and John both say Metroid Fusion, which is correct. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. So. Metroid Fusion. Indeed. Was this not, was this released? Was this released the same day as Metroid Prime? Uh, this was released, I think, like, a this week or two before Metroid Prime. Like, they came out really, really close to each other. I think they were literally released the same day. Uh, yeah, I can confirm that as you discussed Metroid Fusion. So, David, tell us all about Fusion and Metroid. So, this game has a very special place in my heart because this is the game that got me to like Metroid. Because I still, to this day, hate the original Metroid. And I only played very little bits of Metroid 2, and I never played Super Metroid Ooh. as a kid. Um, so when people were talking about how great Metroid was, like, eh, eh, and then someone said, no, 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 Fusion is very beginner friendly. It's it's very fun. You'll enjoy it. So I played it's like, this is this is really good. This is amazing. <laughs> and then it was right around that time that like Super Metroid came out on the Wii Virtual Console. I was just like, wait, hold up. 
You mean there's a version of this game, but better? So I got Super Metroid and played through that, and then oh. the Metroid Prime Trilogy came out, and I played that. It's like, okay, yeah, Metroid is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I get it now. This is good. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were saying that, like, somebody told you, like, Metroid Fusion's the better version of Super Metroid, and I was going to say, tell me who they are so that I can go correct them. Uh, <laughs> like, the Shining style, that kind of correct. Um... Yeah, uh, real quick, uh, Metroid Fusion was released simultaneously with Metroid Prime, and you can unlock bonus features in Prime by linking the game with the Game Boy Advance link cable to your GameCube. So, yeah, they came out on the same day. <laughs> and uh, 2002 was a good uh, good November for the Metroid series. <laughs> I actually remember I did that because I had a link cable, and um, playing through Metroid Prime with the Fusion suit was awesome because the Fusion suit is my favorite suit that Samus has ever had. The Fusion suit looks awesome. I mean, is it kind of the normal Metroid suit, but with bluish tint? Because it's a good look. Um, it's... It's more than that, because Samus gets infected with the X-Parasite and is going to die, so they give her a vaccine to turn her into part Metroid. So nice. the blue part is actually like a pulsing, like, gooey part around her. Okay. And then when they remove the suit... um away from her, the X-Parasite just takes it over and that becomes the SAX, which is sort of like the creepy boss that's hunting you down the whole way, which parts of that game are incredibly tense and yeah. scared the crap out of me, which is amazing considering it's on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> yeah, didn't it have like some decent cutscenes and stuff though? Like, wasn't, you know, wasn't this a really good presentation for the Game Boy Advance? <laughs> like... Yeah, this was really good. It's very bright, it's very colorful, everything really pops. I still remember the cutscene where the SAX, like, first appears, and you see the sprite of Samus's suit, like, walk into a room, and then it just goes to a cutscene of the helmet turning, and through the visor you just see these blank, vacant eyes. Yeah. It's terrifying. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, they really sh I think the, the Metroid series needs to lean, maybe going forward, just a little bit more into its kind of really scary, like, possibilities. Like, you go into crazy planets and you're fighting giant monsters and, like, I don't know if it's just not scary because, you know, you're playing Samus and you're, you know, you're confident that you're going to just beat them every time, but I feel like there's a, there's a horror element that really can be drawn into this series and make it a lot more effective and, you know, I don't know, like, think about, like, Metroid Prime if it was just a little more horrifying, scanning all that stuff, and, I mean, I guess you're always learning horrifying shit in these games, <laughs> like, there's always something terrible that happened, I, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just... I remember there's a bit in Prime where, like, you're in one of the labs and you're scanning, like, a screen that's telling you about an experiment, and then you scan another thing about an experiment, and then you scan a body on the floor that's, like, ripped in half, like, oh god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah true i guess they kind of like, nintendo's not going to make it rated m like at all <laughs> it's going to be a lot of implied things but you know i think uh yeah and actually i mean shit man even back in super metroid like that does have the scariest moment of my young life when you kill the crocomire and it bu bursts out from underneath the floor and turns into a melting skeleton that's the scariest thing that ever happened so yeah never mind metroid's got plenty of horror <laughs> like 
Which is so weird, because again, like, Game Boy Advance, you're playing this, like, 2D sprite game, and like I said, it's more colorful than most Metroids. Like, okay, this is fun! And then you get to those parts where the SAX starts hunting you down, and, like, you're avoiding it, and you have to crawl up into the air vent so that it doesn't see you. It's terrifying! I love it. How, how have I gone this yeah. long without realizing that Sam Sassoon is called the SAX? Like, that is right up my alley. I love saxophones. Like, can, does it turn into a saxophone at any point, or can you play any, like, sweet licks? Like, what, how does this relate to a saxophone? Yeah. Um, it doesn't. Uh, oh. <laughs> but I do wish now that the SAX was playing saxophone backup for, like, K.K. Slider and Animal Crossing. Uh, or every time, like, you know, the tense music just turns into, like, smooth saxophone. <laughs> like... This horrifying. No, the SAX is hunting you down, and there's the tense, foreboding, horrifying music, and then it gets into the room, looks around, doesn't see you, so that's when it pulls out the tenor, and all of a sudden the music cuts to smooth jazz. Goop <laughs> Silver. No, Careless oh, Whisper. Oh, that's it. Plot twist. The SAX is actually Ron Swanson. Dude. Are you just. Are you just playing saxophone with your mouth right now, John? Is that your contribution? I'm, I'm playing Careless Whisper. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> are, are you playing saxophone with your mouth, John? As opposed to what? With your How mouth. else do you play saxophone? Hey, this this podcast, we can come up with some ways. Are we yeah. getting okay, back into fair. butt huffing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this is butt puffing. Blowing oh, yeah. it out. <laughs> Episode title. Oh, God. That sounds like the most disgusting please. Butt puffing. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. I just can't uh, wait for like podcast puffin. subscribers to look at it. It's like, oh yeah, the theme. The theme's gonna be space games. I'm looking forward to it. Episode butt 103. Butt puffing. Yeah. How did they get here? It's those creatures that they had to hide in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The little, uh, the little cat bird thing. The butt puffins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so none of those are in Metroid Fusion. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> but if they were, oh man, this like. game could be so much more annoying if it had things from Star Wars in it, like <laughs> porgs specifically, <laughs> like, uh, or you just like come across Chewbacca at some point for no reason. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. To the final showdown with the SAX, and it holds up the arm cannon, and a lightsaber just comes out of it. Oh man, that would, oh, dude. Actually, this game would be a little bit better if instead of the SAX, like your suit became General Grievous. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. god, that'd be so cool. The coughing robot from Star Wars. Six prequels. lightsaber arms yeah. <laughs> that can uh, swirl. Why are you coughing? I don't know. Yeah, but I'm going to kill you. Samus um, jumps down from a ledge to fight off against the SAX. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Uh, yeah, this game would also benefit from some 16-bit Ewan McGregor voice acting. Ewan McGregor is Samus, just to confuse the whole situation. That or would we be can, amazing. Or we can flip it, and the SAX is Ewan McGregor, and the SAX is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So <laughs> Samus is confronted by her evil, possessed you know, suit, and it just says, Hello there. <laughs> like, it's a um, we all Metroid games going forth, we need to have the SAX appear as a force ghost guiding Samus throughout yeah. her adventures. It's over, Samus! Soul. I have the high ground! <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Don't try that screw attack, Samus. Don't try it. 
I'm sorry, uh, I just had a flashback. I was being hunted by this, this horrible creature, the SAX. SAX. That's a name I haven't heard for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, see, oh, I get these God. original trilogy bits, but I've only seen each of the prequels once. Like, I I, I don't know how you're able Good to man. quote them so easily. Memes, bro. Because they're great. <laughs> Memes. Are they? Yeah. You and McGregor, dude, he's in he's great in everything. He is. You and McGregor's consummate star. I am really hoping because he wants to do it. I hope Disney lets him do a Obi Wan prequel movie. Oh I my want god, that dude! Movie. Like him just hanging out in Tatooine, like going up to like the cantinas and roughing up people and stuff. You know, being a crotchety old hermit, and you know, every now and then he's spying on Uncle Owen, and maybe you know he gives him some sass. He's like, you know what? The boy needs to be learning how to fucking fight, not yeah. farming moisture. And he's like, damn it, Ben, you're drunk again. You know Luke's going to see you and be like, who is that guy? And then we have to explain the whole Darth Vader thing. Do you want that to happen? Okay, fine. But yeah, you know, you know what really needs you, to happen. The, moist, the sand people are going to fucking kill you guys. I know it. I saw it in the fucking force. You're going to burn. All right, Ben. Go See, on home. First, I wanted a standalone Obi-Wan Kenobi movie about him going through, like, covert adventures, trying to protect Luthor and everything, but now I literally want two hours of Ewan McGregor drunk, stumbling <laughs> through a desert. I yes. just want to watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, also, this has made me realize that what Metroid really needs is a cantina scene at some point. Like... <laughs> Samus yes. needs to go into some seedy bar somewhere to get some information. Like she's a she's too much of a silent hunter. She needs to get some info from somebody. I'm not saying she gets it from Han Solo or Greedo, but there needs to be a cantina scene where like Samus has to you have to walk around and scan everyone in the fucking cantina. Like, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> Here's, Preferably here's with here's the, the SAX playing Pro saxophone on a stage. Yes, three SAXs together <laughs> playing, uh, playing whatever those instruments are. They're not saxophones. And Jesse, what's that music called that they play in Star Wars? <laughs> oh, jizz wailing? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> what? Figuring that in on the modal nodes. Oh, God. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Jizz so, yeah, Samus has to get through the jizz bar. And, uh, you know, get some info. That needs to happen. I hate in Metroid games how the pirates are all, like, like Monsters. weird alien things <laughs> that, like, are, like, bugs and stuff. I can't relate to that at all. I want pirates <laughs> that look kind of like people and yeah. that can, like, you know, run pirate smack. Like, they don't have to be, like, yar, me hearty in space or whatever. Be pretty but cool, just, though. like, look like cool space pirates and... And instead of being stupid praying mantises and, you know, maybe you'd still have, like, giant dragons and stuff and whatever, but have the pirates riding on them or something. I mean, have, like, come on. Then now, Samus can go into this cantina and see a few pirates in the back and be, like, put her, like, gun arm on the table and be like, hey, you're going to tell me what the fuck I want to know. Where the hell is Ridley? And they're going to be like, oh, we don't know shit. And then she's going to blast one of them in the face. And yeah. the other one's be like, okay, never mind. I know exactly where Ridley is. And then, you know what? She's going to use the ice beam on that fucker. Ooh, yeah. Oh, man, she could interrogate somebody by slowly freezing them with their ice beam. 
or by like grappling beam them off a fucking cliff or something. <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, this practically writes itself and would be pretty fucking dope. Like, imagine like an open world ish Metroid game where there are actual like people to interact with as opposed to it being completely solitary and occasionally terrifying. Like, it would uh, it would spice things up a little bit. So, um, yeah, that should happen. Fucking A. Just more Metroid, please. You know, maybe, maybe all of this will be in Prime 4 when it comes out. Like, they announced yeah, I'm it. I'm not saying that the space pirates have to be, you know, pirates, but if Ridley had an eye patch, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, that's the other yeah, thing, Jesse. Cool. What if they were praying mantises and, like, monsters, but they also had kind of pirate features, like a hat or a parrot or, like... Help. Uh, a praying mantis hand, but it's a hook. Or peg oh, legs. dude, there we go. Final boss of Metroid Prime 4, it's Ridley, but then he flies in and perches on the shoulder of Kraid. Oh, dude. Yeah. That, that would be great. pretty fucking dope. Ugh. Um, yeah, that should happen. You know, we should find out that Kraid was the big bad the whole time, because he's kind of the biggest bad. So, yeah, Ridley should just be the the parrot for Kraid. And, of course, the voice, Gilbert Gottfried as Ridley. Uh, Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be so annoying. <laughs> just imagine in Super Metroid, every time Ridley opens that mouth like this, it's Gilbert Gottfried's voice coming out of it, and how fast you would have turned that game off. <laughs> Picture it. <laughs> Alright, now I want to make a video of just like that cutscene, editing in clips of Gilbert Gottfried's voice from various <laughs> movies. No, just, I would just meant Iago, like, Oh, that's a surprise! I think I'm gonna have a heart attack and die from that surprise! Like, Ridley, give me back the Metroid! I'm so ticked off, I'm molting! <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> that, uh... Man, there's so many crossovers possible when I start getting on this nonsense. I'm into it. <laughs> like, a really, I smell uh, a good shit post coming up. <laughs> dude, yes. Yeah, Samus Aladdin crossover needs to happen. <laughs> Basically Jeez. just described, like, a perfect game to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Metroid game, but it's set in Agrabah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Samus is hunting down the bounty for the genie's lamp. Oh, dude, instead of the Metroid, it's just the genie. <laughs> oh, imagine no, see, the, here's the, imagine the, the mother the... brain fight from Super Metroid, but at the end, genie comes in. <laughs> like, uh, genie, you've gotten huge! Pirates. Samus has wiped out all Metroids in the galaxy, so the space pirates are hunting down the lamp to wish the genie to make more Metroids. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh. That's so good. And then Ridley wishes to be a genie himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect. Let's, let's so, make this happen. So Johnny, this might be tricky, but you need to get Nintendo and Disney on board with this idea. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. It's Kraid that wishes to be the genie. And instead of putting him in the lamp, they put him in the Dragon Balls. Because, come on, he looks like the dragon from Planet Namek. Uh, like, he's obviously oh God, the same. He does. Yeah, he well, looks while just we're like... doing crossovers, why don't like Samus goes to SR388, Zebes, Planet Namek. Yeah. Samus uh, becomes a Super Saiyan. Oh man, Super Saiyan Samus. Oh god, the possibilities of all these Metroid crossovers. <laughs> like, 
this all needs to happen. I don't know how you give blonde hair to a fucking, you know, like, bionic suit, but it needs to happen. All of a sudden, it's... her helmet just, like, lifts up slightly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to just cross... Unbelievable! It's really hard to make these crossovers happen. I've been pitching Sam's the Hedgehog for years, and I just haven't gotten any response from anybody. <laughs> like so, they can both luck, roll into a ball, <laughs> like balls, people. Oh, it, it actually works pretty well for Dragon Ball too. So, um, anyway, Samus becomes one of the Dragon Balls, and uh, David. Unless there's something else on Metroid Fusion, <laughs> I think we move on to the calculated computer. Oh, God, the only thing to add is the fact of how perfect is that of Samus and Dragon Ball. The game is called Fusion. Yeah, you know. Oh. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. What the heck? Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. Yeah. What the heck indeed, John. Um, congratulations, you managed to win tonight's show. I'm impressed. You, um, you know, I don't know, I feel, I feel like I should stop being so like incredulous when you managed to win the show. So, in that spirit, great job, man. Um, <laughs> what do you have in mind for a theme for our next episode? Well, as we know, in episode 26, we did a redo episode. And then when we that did. doubled and we got to 52, we did a redo episode. Next week will be mm-hmm. double that. So that means ep- you know episode 104 is a redo episode. It sure is, John. Just and like episode 78. The, the connecting tissue is the oh. multiples of 26. Oh, I thought it was doubling every time. I forgot we did it in, in episode <laughs> 78. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, man, we're not doing this again until 208. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, another couple of years before we get to redo anything. No, we do it every 26 episodes, as per oh. tradition. Okay. Um, so, fuck yeah, man. Uh, redo episode. We're going to revisit some games from prior episodes next week on Game That Tune. And uh, those are always so fun because there's just so many tunes to play, people. Like, <laughs> three sometimes is not enough. So, here we go. It's uh, it's going to be dope. Um, and yeah, great game tonight, guys. A lot of fun. Hell of a, hell of a space run, man. We, uh, you know, I think we, got the, I think we got the space variety pretty good, man. It was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of good tunes. You know, and uh, it was that diversity I was looking for. So, we did it, man. And uh, let's just uh, keep that good stuff going in the next episode. Uh, gonna say peace out now. Thanks to everybody who's watching along with us live on twitch.tv slash game that tune, youtube.com slash game that tune, and facebook.com slash game that tune. We're live every Wednesday night at 9, and uh, we love it when you join us. A lot of great chat in the chat box tonight. Uh, and then you can catch us in podcast form Wednesday mornings. Um, you know, find us in your iTunes or podcast uh, catching device thing, and uh, listen to us in podcast form because uh, yeah, I put just a little a little extra spice in those episodes, and uh, sounds pretty good. So uh, you should check out Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune. It is the home for uh, fun exclusives. We're doing new mixtapes. We're testing out new show ideas. We did in January a uh, you know 30 2010 style look back at video game music from uh, you know t- uh, 19 uh, 2008 
98 and 88, and I think we need to get back into that. Jesse's cooking up an idea for a show that's all about uh, about video game cover bands, and that's going to be really great. And, uh, you know, we got fun mixtapes all the time. David's new mixtape, it's a spring mixtape with level one themes, and it's fucking dope. So go to patreon.com slash game that tune, throw us some money, and, uh, you know, we'd, uh, we will use it to make fun video game music content. And uh, thank you on the show like this. Thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere. You guys are dope. Keep it up. Uh, keep up the great requests. Um, send us a request, uh, gamethattune at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter. Slide into our DMs at gamethattune. You know, and then just find each of us on Twitter and bug us with video game stuff. We love talking to you guys. Uh, I'm on Twitter at jgangsta187. Find David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. Find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find John Regan, the winner, and uh, still champion when we know what the theme will be next week, on Twitter at... JP Regan JR. Hell yeah, brother. So... You got the bonus tunes, John, and uh, tell me you've got Sky in Space. Oh my god, hold on. Okay, we gotta put the show no. on pause for like 10 minutes. Nope. No, you so chose your bonus minutes. tunes already. <laughs> yeah. So, so my the favorite, die is cast, John. My favorite space game of all time is the Escape Velocity series, which unfortunately doesn't have music, except escape velocity nova the third game in the series does have the um gustav holtz mars uh in it from you know his planet's sweet so yeah i have a cover of that done by 1970s uh japanese electronic composer Isao tomita it is quite out there and spacey and awesome and i hope you'll enjoy it
you figure out and post exactly what, what you want to keep in there and all that. But, uh, because the whole thing's like 11 minutes. And I love every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, John. That'll be a lot of fun. Thank you for that. <laughs> Star Fox 2 is copyright 1995-2017 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Star Wars Dark Forces is copyright 1995 LucasArts Entertainment Company LLC and Lucasfilm Limited. Mighty Milky Way is copyright 2011 WayForward Technologies. Gradius 2 is copyright 1988 Konami Incorporated. Metroid Fusion is copyright 2002 Nintendo of America Incorporated. So you're going to upload that entire track and it's up to me to select what part actually plays in the episode? Yes. Good. I could try picking up a part. Uh, I've already uploaded it. I could try picking out something tomorrow morning or something. I don't know. No, it's fine. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Nobody does facial expressions <laughs> quite like you, John. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you missed the Easy Space Channel 5 layup, man. I'm not impressed. <laughs> You had a chance to bring Space Michael back to the show. No. <laughs> no. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Solid uh, I gotta go back through and find the um, computer sound and make sure I uploaded it. The one that contains the clip about the diddling scandal. <laughs> the diddling scandal that rocks Space Channel 5. Uh, Are you loud? to make jokes about diddling <laughs> like we're men and white and i don't know yeah I'm not making pro <laughs> diddling jokes it. you know yeah i did say that I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay that i said it <laughs> yeah, you're not making jokes that advocate for diddlers like you know you fucking you know it was part of your trivia you chose sonic 3 and the game was rocked by a diddling scandal it's how it goes man